Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today, I have the sweet privilege of riffing with a dear friend, a well-known household name in the world of yoga. His name is Ryan Lear. He's a global yoga ambassador for Lululemon. He is the man behind One Yoga for the People, which was a yoga studio in Vancouver and elsewhere. And I say that in past tense because, you know, I don't know what studios look like anymore. But beyond anything, Ryan has a heart of vulnerability and honesty, of sharing both his journey as a yogi, a dad, someone who is human. So therefore he has had struggles and he is continually in the practice. It's no surprise that we love following the yoga way of life that is Ryan Lear. And so it is a total honor to riff with this lion man on our podcast today. Enjoy. Hi, Ryan. Oh, I'll get him. Hey, Ryan, come on down for your interview. (laughs) Oh, hi, Steph. Sorry about that. Thanks. I just want to know when you became so funny. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate it. I wish my daughter felt the same way. I think your daughter thinks you're funny, just maybe sometimes is slightly embarrassed because that's what happens when you're that age, you know? I guess. And funny looking because I was going to wear this other shirt today and she's like, dad, you should probably just go with the tank top because I thought this was videoed. (laughs) Oh, your daughter's telling you what to wear. Your daughter's like, dad, you're looking ripped. Yeah. I mean, your daughter's a wise soul and we all know that, but I was so giddy before I hit record. I said, Rye, can we just start with a little warm up so that we can get grounded? Cause there's so many different places and conversations we can go. And I'm so grateful that you're up for it but we're going to warm up together first. Okay. Awesome. Well, this is my kind of warm up, not your kind of warm up. I need to qualify that because <laughs> if it was your kind of warm up, we'd be doing those kind of exercises and movements. Okay. Are you ready? It's yeah. a this or that game. I'm going to say something. You're going to tell me your first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Dog or cat? Cat. Oh, I just showed you a photo of my puppy. Netflix or YouTube? Oh, Jesus. Uh, YouTube. Phone call or text? Phone call. 100%. Let's get that on the record. Yep. No texting, Rye. Music or podcast? Sorry. Music. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Form or function? Comfort. Beautiful. Pop or indie? Probably pop. Work hard or play hard? Oh, man. That's a tough one. I can't answer that stuff. Beautiful. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. Bath or shower? Bath. Sneakers or sandals? It's not even a question, sneakers. What do you say to that one? (laughs) Bare feet for life. (laughs) What's more important in a partner, intelligent or funny? Oh, man. Funny, probably. I was hoping you might say intelligent because I think you have enough funny for at least two people in one relationship. Thank you. Sweet. Will you tell that to my ex? (laughs) I'll tell it to your next partner. Okay. Car or truck? Truck. Money or free time? Free time. Train or plane? Plane. 
Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot coffee. Sweet or salty? Salty. He likes them both. You go both ways. We will just leave that there. You go up and down. And what I love is I've known you and adored you and watched you from afar. And I have had the sweet privilege of giving you a hug. And what really tipped me was the first 40 days of 2021. I had the pleasure of joining your pieces of when I got the, the link to Zoom, I was there for a class with you in your 40 day yoga challenge. And you drop truth bombs. And while you are so funny, you are so true. It's a beautiful oxymoron to see the juxtaposition of things that you bring together. And a core belief at the Corker Co. is that and is the future. And I look at you, Ryan, and I just see the and in so much of what you believe to be true, how you live. And I just want to suck this nectar out in a podcast and share the tidbits that not everyone might know about you. Can we do that? Word up. Thanks for the kind words. Yes, please. Big fan of you. After we met, I was telling you earlier when I saw you cross the finish line at Iron, I still think they should change it to Iron Person or something, but Iron Man. And you came in there like with all the dudes and you were like, I was just so blown away. I was like, that's Steph Core. I know her. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you too. Like, uh, that was really inspiring. And I've wanted to talk to you about that for years. So well, here we are five years later and the time is perfect and it feels like a lifetime ago. And it also feels like life has brought us to this perfect, beautiful place because of course, now working with Cecily and hearing tidbits of how you have worked together and it's perfect. The timing is divine. So here we yeah. are. I checked on her to see if she did her 10 push-ups today, this morning. Yes, you did. I love it. 10 push-ups. Well, let's start there. 10 push-ups. You were a professional basketball player. You trained with people who cared about lifting heavy things and transformed bodies to look a certain way. And we jumped on Zoom and I said, Rye, where do these pipes come from? Like, what are you doing? And you said, yoga. So I want to know what your relationship is with your body and your own personal practice right now, both as it relates to, of course, COVID and, and being in Saskatchewan, but you know, you're Benjamin Button and feeling like a young little spry, spry guy over there. Thanks. Well, you know, what do they say? An ounce of practice is worth a ton of theory. Mm. I was reading about Mr. Iyengar and he said, yeah, talking to yoga teachers, he's like, all of you love yoga, but not many of you love to practice. And so for years, I was just loving yoga and philosophy and posing and preaching, but I wasn't really practicing consistently and devoted and dedicated. And since COVID happened, it forced me to stay in Toontown. And it was, it's been awesome, like to be able to be consistent in one place and ride and watch the sun come up in the same place and watch the time, like, and to actually be committed to a daily practice. Rumi said, submit to a daily practice. Your loyalty to that is a ring on the door. He said, be courageous and discipline yourself. Submit to a daily practice. And so I feel like with yoga, it's like just doing a little bit a day. I'm talking about the poses. And once you learn more 
about yoga it has nothing to do with the poses but the poses are important you know but just like before the meditation it's important like anyway but just a wee bit a day and consistency and like Sess is 10 push-ups a day just like one down dog a day if you can get that one day then it will be like the goal for me has been achieved it's harder for me not to do yoga than to do yoga Mm. knock on wood I'm so grateful to have the time and space to have a daily practice yeah I mean there's so many places I want to go when we commit to one thing it inevitably trickles and has an impact on other things and I think it's a beautiful thing that you do have your commitment and you know you have your commitment to yoga and I wonder are there other commitments or daily rituals that have been byproducts of being committed to yoga now are there other things that perhaps come with ease or that you have been consistent in that you that you weren't before or would you say that you know yoga is the one piece and then the rest of things can be chaos yeah good question it's interesting because I have this really sweet teacher Srivatsa Ramaswamy and he said yoga once you do the postures and the pranayama or the breath work then you're supposed to sit still and become more calm more tolerant more peaceful And he said, like, a yogi is sattvic and peaceful. And so I realized over the years, I was just using the poses to become a little more egotistical. And I'm not saying I'm not now, but becoming a little more egotistical, a little bit more judgmental and using it, the power of it more like for the ego. And so what I've noticed now, like I'm committed to my meditation practice and my postures and the yamas and the niyamas and those are the foundations of yoga and that's being kind being truthful and being generous and these 10 yogi commandments or 20 if you go to some of the other books and so i've realized though i don't always practice kindness i can be true and truthful but it's not always with kindness so i've been really realizing that this whole yoga discipline though has given me access to be able to focus my mind on my goals and to get my to-do list done and to be way more organized and clear and focused. Mm -hmm. And that's new to me because I used to just do yoga rather than, I feel like yoga is doing me now. It's making me more tolerant, more kind, more peaceful, more focused. Oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, I can't help but look at you and say, you know, the corporate yogi in you, we all know that, you know, you have studios and spaces, and there was so much more than your own practice, as it relates to, you know, what you were offering the world. And as you say, you're in Toontown, Saskatoon for Canadians. And I wonder how has that shift away from being in physical spaces impacted you or not, or impacted, you know, do I even say productivity with you? You said a to-do list, that makes me think that there's some form of actions that you're looking to accomplish in a day. Yeah, and I got a a new... You have a new planner? Yeah, for the new year, and I write, I like pen to paper, and I've got a a couple of life coaches and mentors who have really been helping me to write stuff on the fridge and keep my mind focused on what's important. And like, just for an example, this guy... Benny Fowler, he plays for the New Orleans Saints. He's younger than I am, but he's such a positive, bright, energetic, wise young man. 
and he's been helping me to achieve my goals. He made it in pro football and the dedication and discipline of that. It's amazing. And he's taught me so much about discipline, but you know what he did he, for the 40 days? I was kind of like complaining. Yeah, I have to write this daily email every day to all the people. And it's a lot of work. And I was putting it off. And he's like, dude, flip your mind. Get positive about it. You get to share people every day with what you love and you're passionate about. And so now, and it shifted a whole thing for me. So then every morning I'm waking up and the 40 days is over, but I'm getting ready for the next one. And I'm already like so stoked to share what has given me so much light and freedom and truth in my life. Mm. I'm talking about yoga as the whole thing, not just posing, because mm-hmm. I just want to be clear with that. And and I do pose every day and practice the poses, but yoga is like for so much more than the body. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have some notes in different places in my house and we both share Cecily, as we mentioned, as a common dear, dear friend, you know, working with her, Rye, I'll tell you, it feels like I'm working with a coach every day. You know, there's no excuses. There's no complaining. There's no getting off the hook when you're with Cess. And not that I want to be let off the hook. I appreciate the steadfastness, you know, with how she shows up all the time. Anyway, you have a coach, you have coaches, you mentioned that, that you're working with. What are the notes that are on your fridge? Yes, this was the other coach I'm thinking of. She's a dear friend and mentor. You know, I've gone through my issues. And when I'm going through tough things, she's often on my list Mm. of people who I know can hold space for me and give me good guidance. On my fridge is with practice, you will create the strong light body of a lion. And the other one is I will create the world's best yoga scene or or I don't know the word I use I should I should know it because I see it every day I don't know if I'm just embarrassed to say my big dream but I want to build the best yoga space for people to tune in whether they're five years old or 135 where they're going to get the real yoga teachings and experience you know Yes. So you have the big goal, the big dream that feels scary to even say out loud on a podcast to people that you don't even know who they are on the other end. And that's so beautiful. His heart is beating. His beard is being stroked. And on my fridge, it says, may all of your bites support your most beautiful self. And I open the fridge and I'm responsible for what I fill the fridge with. So I know that it is of high vibration. And I never want to treat my relationship with food to be too transactional. It's fueling me to do things that I really love to do. And the reason for that is when I know that I'm not fueled or dehydrated, I go crazy. I am like not the right person. And so I love that, you know, to me, a a beautiful version of myself is someone who is present and unflappable and here. And I want all of my bites to support that. And it feels really hairy to say that out loud. And you know, I have it on my fridge and I live in a cabin in the woods and not many people come here. I mean, it's COVID. And I recognize that I was like, oh gosh, do I need to like move my sticky notes when people come over? Are they, I was like, of course not. No way. Like they need to be here. And I have another sticky note that's on my scale in my bathroom. And it says, dear Steph, you're perfect. And then I step on the scale and it tells me whatever number, but what if it didn't have to change, you know? So there's sticky notes everywhere. And I love that you have sticky notes and 
it just feels like little notes to the universe. It's like I'm ready to vibe higher and I'm here for it. Wicked. I love that you shared that with everyone. Thank you. We're here for it, you know? So you're stroking your beard. I want to go there. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You were sharing before we hit record. How long has it been and the journey of growth? And can we talk about your daughter in this as well? Yeah, I believe it's been six years. I shaved my head. I shaved all my dreads and then I grew back my stuff. And it's funny, Steph, I never would have thought I never really liked beards before, but it just feels right. Mm. So yeah, six years. There's a few white hairs coming in. I'm going for the probably future Gandalf beard. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, Kaya, is my greatest inspiration and teacher. And that's another piece of advice that Benny gave me is how would you want Kaya to see you? And one of my intense yoga teachers who spent 42 years with Iyengar, Father Joe Pereira, Catholic priest who calls God she, he's like very open-minded. He's super critical of the Catholic church. So he said, you better pray to be a worthy father to that little angel. And he's been years with Mother Teresa and he's like, they have the same energy. Yeah, she's a high little being and all little children are. And I feel like, yeah, she's my inspiration. And just a quick story. This is years ago. She was in gymnastics and I wasn't into the energy of gymnastics, how they would push the kids and like the performance, all this. So I was kind of a weirdo about it so I wouldn't always go to watch her and and I was trying to be a great yogi like I'm not missing my two and a half hours of practice I won't miss this pose I won't I'm so disciplined I'm such a good yogi and one day I was about to unroll my I might have even unrolled my mat and I thank god I got a hit and I was like what are you doing dude get to the gymnastics gym because Kaya was performing it's like I went in there and I saw her face and she saw me and she lit up and I lit up. And it was so, I'd heard a, a yoga teacher say, having a child or being in relationships and being a, in relationship is the seventh series, like six series of Ashtanga yoga. You're standing on one toe with your leg behind your head, playing Beethoven on the piano, like insane poses. But way beyond that is being a good human. So I kind of, realized a few years ago that she's the real yoga like mm. unconditionally loving and supporting her so she's my greatest inspiration and my greatest teacher and now she's a little yoga teacher cecily and luna were at class this morning well and let's be clear how old is kaya she's not so little anymore she's 18 18 okay and the piece that's interesting is that she's 18 years old and you've had a beard that's beautifully long for six years which means that's only a third of her life and she has been a witness to watching her dad change and evolve and it's really beautiful that you have had the relationship you've had with your daughter of course and it, what an honor that she now teaches your students and is part of things I did her class as well and I thought this kid is articulate this kid knows how to speak and she does not waste a syllable and I just smiled from the tip of my toes when she said I don't even remember what she said but she said you know what my dad says or dad says this and you're like oh sweet soul yes dad says this and it's beautiful 
And we all change and we change and you've changed in the face of your daughter that she remembers. And you said, you know, you never thought you would have a beard. What has it been like to evolve as a father and evolve, you know, physically, of course, and in a relationship and that evolution? Yeah, you know, it's hard for me not to go to guilt because I was away so much of her growing up. Her first few years, two of those years, I was in Iceland playing ball, basketball. And, you know, in a way, I put my dreams ahead of her. I wanted her to be with me. I wanted her to come, but it wasn't happening with her mom. And so I made that decision. And thankfully, after two years over there, I decided to give up that career. Like I could have got my European citizenship and made a living there because I was like semi-pro player, not making much. But if I got my citizenship, I would have made some money. But thankfully, I woke up and was like, I can't be away from my daughter. Mm. So I just feel like this unconditional love that she gives me and the forgiveness she gives me, it's been a part of her since she was little. And Mm. When I say she's my teacher in so many ways, she really is. I remember as a kid, one time she's crying in the back seat or we're getting in like a little bit of an argument. She's like four or five, three or four, I don't know. And I'm just like, after we get out of the car, I'm like kind of stomping around (laughs) and I, I just turn and see her face and she's so over it. And she just like, oh, hey dad. And I'm just like, what? I've got so much to learn about kindness and tolerance and being real and she's always had a gift of being so kind to everybody whether they're the king of France or the worst situation like a street person you know she's got this way of treating everybody kindly one more story about her it captures her spirit I think she was five Kindergarten, maybe grade two at the oldest. I'm pretty sure it's kindergarten. And, you know, care partners, she has an older care partner and they're all introducing the kids. And for some reason, the question they asked was, who do you love the most in the world? And I was sitting beside her mom and her mom and I had been split forever since she was born. And her mom and I are both like, who's she going to pick? Because she was going back and forth with us. And her care partner says, the person Kaya loves the most in the world is everyone and so <laughs> I'm like oh my god so after the assembly we get home like Kaya what do you mean by that everyone I go what about the bad people she goes dad what are you talking about the bad people deserve love too everybody deserves love I'm just like <laughs> it's so beautiful and there's so much to this around You know, we believe in this binary of choose. Is it mom? Is it dad? You know, we think in your language, even the good people, the bad people. And what a beautiful thing she sees people. And what a beautiful thing. Of course, she loves mom and dad. And it's amazing because what you see in Kaya is actually what I see in you. And that's the and of it all. And the and of there is no good or bad of my experience of you. And there is no you know, where you are in a pose is where you are in a pose. And yet where you are in the world is where you are in the world. And you are exactly where you're meant to be in that moment. And it might not be where you want to be. And you speak of that in relationships, you know, one relationship wasn't meant to be and you've evolved and moved on. And you obviously still share an enormous love for a daughter that you made together. 
So she has super personified the and. How beautiful. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay, I can't help it. We're on video recording this, and you have more bottles of hydration in front of you than I know. Can we talk about the things that people might not know about Ryan Lear? Like, what do you drink in a day? The green juice, not with the paper cup, though. Paper cups are needed right now if you get your coffee to go. Do you make coffee at home, or do you always buy coffee? I go back and forth. Both? Yeah. Yeah. Do you drink a green juice every day? Most days, like six out of seven, I'd say. Yeah. And are you constantly hydrated? Are you conscious about what you're hydrating yourself with or you just love beverages? I love bubbly water. Yeah. And I love beverages. And it's interesting you asked that. And I was going to bring it up earlier. So thanks for getting to this. I have a dear friend, Amanda, who... She put on her Facebook today for people to send prayers to her. And she's never, I've never seen that or heard that. So everybody could send a little prayer to Amanda. I think she's in Wyoming. I, I met her at a yoga training years ago. And she's a naturopath. Yeah. And she said that 50, half of the people who come to her for treatment of anything, mental, physical, spiritual, it's dehydration. Yeah. And so I really took that on and I make an effort to make sure that I am getting the liquid and the water and I, my body type and vata or whatever, I don't know what you call those. I'm such a bad yogi. I need to be softer and to have more liquid and water. So I'm really conscious of hydrating. Are you too, right? You're big into that. Well, I think hydration is the nation. We are blessed in Canada to have access to such beautiful water. We actually have a three liter water challenge going on right now. And part of it was that the team wanted bubbly water. And they said, you know, if it's bubbly, if it's carbonated, maybe we can talk about this. Sweet Lily, who actually edits these podcasts. Yo, Lily, what up? Lily likes Diet Coke. And I said, Lily, I love you. And I love you so much. I want to go 30 days and see if we can kick your relationship with Diet Coke. Because I want people to be free and make choices. And that is super important. And I want the Corker Collective to be a place where people know a vibration of life that is high. I want you to sweat in whatever way you want to sweat. I want you to move your body in a way that serves you. And I want you to fuel your body in a way that feels really great. And I want you to come to work and feel absolutely, you know, lit up. I want you to levitate and then get off your computer and go into the world. And she said, but I like carbonation. And I said, Lily, I like you so much. We're going to send you a soda stream. And when the soda stream arrives, the challenge begins and we're going to drink three liters of water together a day. And that means that you're going to have to leave Zoom calls to go pee and it's going to be disruptive and three liters, right guy? Three kombucha size growlers of water. I don't know if you can overhydrate. I don't know what that experience might be, but these are the conversations I want to share on the podcast and in the world because these are the kinds of things I I want you to know that you can put a sticky note with a really big dream on your fridge and it might just come true. And I want you to drink three liters of water a day just to see how your body feels. And then just like you say, you know, I want us all to do yoga every day. So you can't not do yoga every day. What does this feel like? And 
you know, we're here joining the, the Ryan's, what are you calling it? You didn't say world domination. Yeah. That's not the right word. You would never say domination. Yeah. World's greatest yoga program or yoga scene. The world's greatest but, yoga scene. Yeah. Maybe not scene. I don't want it to be a studio. Hold on. Let me check. School. That's it. School. And I want it to be free. You want it to be free. Yeah. Of course you do. I have a few more questions. Bring it on, girl. I'm, I'm down. I want to know what you're most proud of. First thing that comes to mind is my daughter. Beautiful. Second thing? My yoga book collection. <laughs> that sounds very appropriate. He has so many books. It's astounding. These just came in the mail today from it's India. I'm so stoked. But he has five new books straight from India. Just for the record, when he came to show us his to-do list for the day, he had to lift up a stack of books. And under a stack of books was his to-do list, if that has any indication of priority. That's beautiful. And you asked me about intelligence or humor. I'm trying to get a little more intelligent. <laughs> I think it's working. I love asking this question because, you know, of course, so many of us hold you in such high regard. And when we hold you there, we, in some respects, it's not a pedestal. It's like all this perfect. It's yoga's easy every day and green juice is easy. And, and sometimes it's not always easy, even for wonderful people like you. So I want to know who or where you get sources of inspiration from. Thanks. I hope no one holds me anything other than just level with them. It's because for a long time, I wanted to be thought of as kind of like, high guru or something but now I'm so over it so fast did you ask who gives me inspiration who or what you know where do you go to fill the cup that is Ryan Lear and I know that you wish that we all just will be on a yoga mat beside you and not on a pedestal and that's what's so beautiful and the reality is that when I can move my body in a way that you can move your body then I'll meet you on the yoga mat beside you you know I'm not there yet so I'll just show up on zoom Thanks, Steph. I'm stoked to see you on Zoom one of these days soon. I go to my yoga teachers. It's so cool with Zoom now. I got to be with Ramaswamy yesterday morning or day before for a couple hours. He's in India. I go to my yoga teachers. I go to nature. Mm. Yeah, this will take me off the pedestal really fast. I've spent most of my life since I was about 12 struggling with mental health issues from depression to anxiety and fluctuating in that and I've had it under control and been blissed out and then I've gone back to the depths and I used to keep it to myself mm -hmm. and now when I feel a tinge of it coming on I reach out to my ex-girlfriend who <laughs> Caitlin like she's in my corner regardless of I reach out to my dear friends and I don't hide it anymore like I did. Mm. Yeah, it's like a constant balancing act. But, you know, I've just got so many people that I can reach out to. I'm so thankful mm. when I need some light. And then, of course, I've got my yoga practice that I go to every day to bring light and to yeah. bring energy. And it used to be just workout yoga, but now it's like I do the breathing and the meditation just to try to get some clarity because yeah. we've got these weapons of mass distraction the phone and the computer and all these things and if I'm not careful I'm just like I get caught in the buzz of things but 
thankfully it's been nice to be grounded in one place and I can go to my source through meditation and prayer. I pray every morning, mm. I meditate every morning and I do my postures and breathing, you know? I trust myself now for the first time in a long, long time. Mm. Like I'm not trying to run from myself, whether it's smoking ganja or drinking or messing with different things that can get me into trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love you for being so honest. I, I love that we're so human on the journey and there's different stages and phases of life that we do different things to, as you say, you know, weapons of mass distraction. And that can come from a phone that we think is a productivity tool when it's not. And it can come from, from other places and the practices to come back and to be right here right now. And you're really good at it. So that's very, very cool. I love that you shared that you will have the world's greatest yoga school. The Corker Co is obsessed with goals and not because we're obsessed with the future, but rather we're obsessed with helping and holding the dream and the goal as a destination that we don't ever need to get to, but what a journey to be pointed in that direction. And so do we have a doubt that you will create the world's greatest yoga school? Of course not. Are you already doing it? Yes. Do you know there's 600 people that come to practice at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time with you and probably hundreds of others that are doing it on their time zone? That's magical. That is something so, so special. And it's just obviously getting started. But something tells me you might have two other goals. And they might give you butterflies or they might not, or maybe I'm making this up. What, what else are you up to? What else really matters to you? And especially in this year, known as 2021, coming out of what was 2020? I want to digitalize a free yoga platform for mm -hmm. everybody to have yoga classes at least once a day, but I'm eventually 24 seven, like wow. free yoga for everyone because it's so inaccessible. It was when there were studios, but even online with the, that we have to charge money. So I'm trying to find a big rich woman, man company who can support getting yoga for free to everybody. It's just like, I got to figure out a way to pay the teachers properly and to pay staff, but I see the possibility now. Beautiful. And for years, I thought that was just like, oh, it's because business people are like, why would you do that? What's the point? And people who aren't dreamers would say, no, that would be impossible. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the first goal that came to me. The second goal is, I can't believe you're getting me to say this stuff out loud. Oh, to I build love up, it. To, build a proper yoga center. My inspiration is Maya Yoga. Nikki Doan and Eddie Modestini mm. built it out in on Maui on the North Shore. Cedar, like off the grid, all the Iyengar props, all the statues blessed by yogis. And it's such a magical healing place. So I want to build a healing yoga center where people can come I've got such good medicine going to Maui to experience that. And I don't know, you probably go to Kona just to race, but I love the energy there. And I want to build one in BC, a healing yoga center where people can 
meditate with the sunrise and then we could have sun down classes and we don't even need to have electricity in there. Maybe we'll have electricity. I'm not sure about the heating, but beautiful sauna steam room zone for people to sweat too. They can sweat in the class or out of the class. So here's the beautiful thing. When we share big, hairy, impossible goals, the right people that we don't even know will hear this. And this is why we create podcasts. And this is why we put things on sticky notes on fridges, because these are the moments and the vibrations that then go out in the world and make things possible. And I will tell you that, you know, not quite a yogi practice, but it's my yoga, right? And I think you'll approve that in 1983, Apple created a commercial called Here's to the Crazy Ones. And it's a minute and 23 seconds long. And it was on, you know, the dawn of the era of them creating the first computer. And I opened my computer, which happens to be a Mac. (laughs) And the first thing I watch every day is here's to the crazy ones. Here's to the misfits. Here's to the ones that dare to see things differently. And I do that because I need as an entrepreneur to remind myself that things are totally possible in a world that people will happily tell us it's not. It's a moment of meditation that says, let's create something because we can. And so let's create something digital. And there's free yoga so that there's more kindness in the world. And I want you to know, like, you can do that now. And then that opens up so much more. Let's create yoga for everyone, of course. Because then you'll go on and do so much more. And, you know, our dear, sweet, sweet friend, Krista Hall, Krista has a dream of a retreat center. And, you know, she says it and doesn't really know what it means. And then you're in Saskatoon and and you want a retreat center. And gosh darn it, Ryan, I've spent a lot of time on Kona and nothing will beat my time in Paella, in Maui, or in Kipahulu. And we all know the same people in Kipahulu. And those places are magic, magic places. And so Hawaii is special. I wish it wasn't part of the US, but from one Canadian to another, we can create something really special here too. So this podcast has been too long and yet it's been the perfect amount of time to remind us that we have hearts that are here to hopefully not break. And as I was sharing with you before we hit record, I recorded a podcast with Michael Franti who said, I record songs when my heart breaks or when my heart is open to generate joy. And I just want you to know that this has been the most beautiful heart busting joy conversation. And I'm so grateful that you would share everything that you shared. Man, I'm so grateful for you. I've wanted to have some real time with you for so long. So this is perfect. And I really appreciate your love and support and what you're doing and how you're lighting people up and how you just lit me up. I think that go and share the crazy goals. And for people listening, if you are bold enough to share something crazy, you might just start an epidemic and let's hope it's better than a pandemic. That's what I think, you know, (laughs) 
Fry, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll make sure show notes are below. If you want to be the wealthy human that wants to create Ryan's next online yoga space, then you know how to reach him. But don't text him because we learned at the beginning he'd like you to just call him. So maybe we'll just include your phone number in the show notes. Is that okay? 1-800-RYAN-LEAR. And here's to the world's greatest yoga school. Here's to the next 40-day yoga challenge. And my only wish for you is that you just never stop. Thank you, thank you, thank you.